Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory. If you haven't already subscribed, please catch us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, from the Relevant Radio app to Apple, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go and give us a five-star review to help other people discover the podcast. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Let's be really clear, the short and the sweet of it, and it is the sweet of it, women do not allow yourselves to be lied to. Abortion is never, ever, ever medically necessary to save the life of the mother. It is not. Early delivery, perhaps. We're going to walk through some of this, and I want to walk you through a number of points that are extremely important. What is abortion first? Abortion is the direct killing of a baby. The direct killing of a baby. The choice to kill a baby. Whether a woman is coerced, whether it's the physician choosing, whether it's family choosing, whether it's the mother of the baby choosing, abortion is the direct and intentional killing of the baby. Now, in the sister case to Roe versus Wade, that is Doe versus Bolton, that was decided on the same day as Roe v. Wade in 1973, that case is one that I pray and hope we will revisit as well. And that case gave women access to abortion under a very broad term, and that was health. I'm putting air quotes up for those who are with me on Instagram live now, because this health exception was very broad. It included, for example, I'm quoting from the decision, physical, emotional, psychological, and familial dot, dot, dot well-being. So anything having to do with any reason women might say for mental health, health, physical health, emotional health, familial health, that they want an abortion, this so-called health exception is what was brought up under Doe versus Bolton in 1973. And it's a part of what we are going to have to fight against. It's one of the major battles because it's, again, part of Doe versus Bolton, a Supreme Court decision in 1973 that was not overturned. And it's also a part of the cultural mindset that for some reason, everyone thinks there needs to be an exception for the health of the mother in every pro pro-life law, but that's not the case. There's no acceptable, arguable claim for why anyone should need an abortion for any reason. Early delivery of a baby, preterm labor, cesarean section at an earlier gestational age, even an age that could be more detrimental to a baby that's not fully developed, is something totally separate from the direct killing of a baby. This is why I love that phrase that the pro-life movement has upheld for years. Save them both. Life-saving care for both mother and baby. Fighting for both lives equally. Now, medical advancements change. We have growing and growing capacities, which is part of the reason why this whole Supreme Court case came to us to begin with was because the line of viability, which is currently with current medical technologies at 22 weeks, babies are surviving. We had news of a historic record broken about a year and a half ago of a baby that survived at 21 weeks gestation. But let's talk about 
some examples for early delivery. Early delivery for life-threatening situations are legitimate. There can be life-threatening situations that a woman can experience that delivering a baby early can help save her life. Now, aborting the baby, you could argue, might help save her life as well. There are complications. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, But why do we have to kill the baby? Why can't we remove, extract the baby from the woman's body? So some examples could be extremely high blood pressure that can lead to something such as preeclampsia. Actually, my cousin's adopting a baby right now, and the birth mom has a very high blood pressure and has a history of preeclampsia. They're preparing for an early delivery not an early termination and death of a baby. I know, so pray for them. Another example would be cancer. Actually, a woman who listens to the show, her name's Maria, please pray for her. She has a very, very, very serious uh, form of cancer and she needs to receive medical treatment. She, for a moment, was considering having an abortion. After talking to her, she knew this wasn't right. We walked through it. She's choosing life for a baby, but she is going to be delivering her baby early so that she can receive treatment. Now, we'll talk about that more in a moment. There can also be situations where diabetes can be life-threatening, decompensating heart disease. Uh, Pray for a young woman, by the way, by the name of Grace, who's 13 years old, where physicians are concerned for her life and are wrongly advising abortion. Abortion isn't necessary for a 13-year-old with health reasons. Abortion isn't necessary for a 30-year-old with health reasons. But because we live in a pro-abortion culture, these physicians who are pro-abortion and nurses and others are taking upon themselves to recommend abortion because That is seemingly to them the easy way out. Now, it's important to recognize something very important. We talk about potential medical examples where early delivery might be of necessity. Early delivery is much safer for a woman than an abortion, especially when we're talking about a later term abortion in those second and third trimesters. Because the reality is, is that when people talk about life-threatening situations where they think a woman needs an abortion, it's usually in the later part of the second and third trimester. Well, late-term abortions are a two- to three-day process. A emergency delivery of a baby through induction or cesarean section could take could happen within an hour that's far far safer for a woman again life-saving care early delivery perhaps not at the direct killing of a baby through abortion now dr anthony leventino who by the way was an abortionist but took a change of heart and actually spent nine years in residence at a hospital designed to take care of specifically one type of women. That was high-risk women, high-risk pregnancies. He said he saw hundreds of cases, I'm quoting him, hundreds of cases of really severe pregnancy complications. He said, I saved hundreds of women from life-threatening pregnancies. And I did that by delivering the babies by ending their pregnancy by delivery, either by induction or cesarean section. He says, in all of those years, the number of babies that I had to deliberately kill in an abortion was zero, none. This is a man who worked as a physician treating women with high-risk pregnancies and delivering their babies, and not once did he come across any medical necessity to save the life of the mother. Early delivery, yes, Direct killing of a baby, no. 
Medical advancements continue to improve for the care of mom and baby. Harmful medical treatments for a baby that is good for a mom is different than the direct killing of a baby. Chemotherapy could unfortunately cause a miscarriage if a woman chose that. Or as in the case of Maria, pray for her and others who are choosing to forego chemotherapy until after a baby's born, that's a heroic choice. But again, she didn't choose an abortion. She could have chosen various treatments like chemo that could have been dangerous for a baby, but that didn't kill the baby. That's the pro-life choice. You're listening to Trending with Tim Murray here on Relevant Radio. I received a fascinating email from a listener named Nancy. She's a veterinarian, and she said she wanted to spread the word about the way that abortion is used and the way animals are treated for abortion. Now, this already creeps me out. I don't even like the idea of abortion for animals either. That's a whole other topic for another day. But again, I think it's wrong. But what's interesting is she shares that even with the RU46 medication, um, medical chemical abortion that women use, well, these are often used for animals and dogs in particular. We're actually going to talk about RU46 abortion tomorrow because this is the future of abortion. It's what's being pushed and expanded for. We know over 54% of abortions today are chemical abortions. We actually believe more than 60% are today. But what she said is that when abortion is used for dogs, for various reasons, that the medical standard of care for a, da- for a dog is to undergo a hospitalization for that chemical abortion, to be observed carefully through the process. She mentions the agony, the vomiting, the bleeding uh, as the baby dog, um, feed eyes, she refers to it, is e- expelled. And she talks about how medical care is continued afterward and how there's an ultrasound after the abortion to check the dog to see if there are any parts of the baby dog left in the dog to make sure that everything came out because there's risk of an infection. Everything she just detailed None of that occurs for a woman. A woman is given a series of pills and told to go home. And if anything, she's told flush don't look when she passes her baby. It is absolutely ridiculous that, and she said this, that animals are receiving superior medical care to human patients, to women today, to young girls. That's how horrible abortion is. The so-called right to abortion has been pushed so intensely so intensely that we don't uphold even basic medical standards that animals receive, yet alone us. Okay, really quick, because I keep receiving this question. Is abortion acceptable in the cases of ectopic or tubal pregnancy to save the life of the mother? If you know anything about ectopic and tubal pregnancy, these are on the rise. Pelvic inflammatory disease is a very common side effect of abortion, by the way, and a leading side effect of pelvic inflammatory disease is ectopic and tubal pregnancy. It's some of the causes of this rise we're seeing in ectopic tubal pregnancy. By the way, so that's a risk of abortion, a future risk. But ectopic and tubal pregnancies, the fallopian tube will burst with the baby. The baby will die and the mom will die as well. And so the treatment of care, there are a couple options for women who have ectopic or tubal pregnancies. It's a very horrible, horrible situation. I was in a worst case scenario. They thought with my baby girl that I had an ectopic tubal pregnancy. Praise God. She made her way through the fallopian tube and implanted where she needed to in the uterus. But this is a worst case scenario for many people. Now, there are a few options. You could, one, use methotrexate, which is 
an abortion to kill the baby. Two, you could remove the fallopian tube with the baby intact and the baby will naturally die as a result of being removed from the mom so early. And unfortunately, as of yet, we can't medically intervene to save that baby. Or three, the removal, or there can be a slice made in the fallopian tube and the baby can be extracted. But let's be clear here. It is morally acceptable to extract the baby without intentionally going in and killing the baby while it is not morally acceptable to take a drug such as methotrexate to kill the baby. Why place that burden of murder on the life of the mother or the physician when the simple answer is to respect life and protect it in all cases?